Hi there, I'm Augie, and this is episode four of Ask Miss Augie, a parent coach podcast. Here we answer questions from parenting to early childhood education to the best of our ability. Welcome to a brand new episode of Ask Miss Augie, where you send in your questions relating to parenting, childhood education, early childhood development to our social media platforms at Ask Miss Augie on Instagram and our email at askmissaugie at gmail.com. We try to answer all your questions to the best of our abilities. So today's question was sent into our email and it goes, hi Augie. I have a question. Every time I take my child to the store, she always throws a tantrum because she cannot get what she wants. I hate taking her to the store right now. Also, I feel like it's necessary that she comes to the store so that she can see what the store looks like and so that she can have a real world experience. Please tell me, how can I stop these tantrums from happening in the store? It's embarrassing. Well, thank you for sending in your question. This is a long question, but it's straightforward. I believe this person is asking how they can prevent their child from throwing tantrums whenever they are in the store. This question is very familiar. Many people have asked about dealing with children's tantrums, especially during the two-year-old, you know, you know how they call it terrible twos. That's when children are very demanding and wanting to have what they want, when they want it, how they want it, regardless of what anybody else says. It's a common issue. So I'll try my best to tackle this. First of all, when children throw tantrums, it's obviously when they want something that they cannot have, whether it's a toy or wanting to do something, watch TV past their bedtime, wanting to eat candies versus eating their broccolis or whatever that is probably good for them and they don't want to do that but want to do what they want. That's normal. Because even in your life as an adult, there are things that you want and there are things that you want to have in your way that whenever it doesn't happen, you get frustrated. We plan our days, we plan what we want, and then for some reason, oops, traffic holds us, and we're in traffic, and it's so frustrating, and we're like, how did this happen? How are we here? Why is the road blocked, and and who parked their car there, and, and what's going on there? And, you know, it can, it can rile us up. We don't throw tantrums by rolling on the floor and hitting ourselves like how a two-year-old might do. But we we have our own little tantrums in our way. Now, see children in that regard. These children are learning how to control their emotions. They're learning how to navigate their feelings. They're learning how to express themselves in this world. And it can be overwhelming. And most times they just physically react by crying, screaming, pulling, hitting Because it's easy to do that versus express themselves in ways that they don't even know how to. Also, some of these children lack the vocabulary to say what they want or to express themselves or control their emotions. And so which leads to more physical ways of expressing themselves and hating people and throwing tantrums, basically. 
Now, having talked about what's going on and why children might throw tantrums, let's talk about how we can help them manage to not get to that point where they're basically hurting themselves. Because I've seen some kids throw tantrums that are so scary and you would feel like they're going to destroy somebody else or even themselves. And it can be scary for parents and frustrating because the child is on a level 100 and you don't even know what to do or how to do and how to react. So let's talk about what you can do to prevent children from getting to that level 100. And then we will talk about what to do when children are at a level 100. So firstly, how can we prevent children from getting overly riled up up until the point of no return? One, we can prepare them. This person talked about taking their child to the store and the child then having a tantrum in the store. You can prepare your child before you go to the store. You can let them know that we're going to go to the store and we're going to pick up some grocery items and we're not going to get any toys or we're just going to get one toy and that's it. And we're going to come back home. You let them know what's going to come and preparing their mind. And then when you get into the store, you remind them of what you had said earlier, the conversation you have had with your little two-year-old. And while they're in the store and they see a toy that they want, you remind them again saying, we can only have one toy or we're not going to buy any toy this time. Whichever, whatever decision you had made prior to then, you just keep reminding them of that. And what that does, it, it, it mentally helps them puts into focus what matters and what's in front of them. Remember, children are still learning how to cognitively know what's right or what's wrong and how to navigate that with what they want and how they feel. So what you're doing is reminding them of what they had agreed on, basically, because when you told them earlier, for example, hey, Johnny, so we're going to go to the store and we're going to pick up some grocery items and you can just get one toy, just one toy. Is that okay? Yes, mommy, one toy. So when you get to that moment, you remind them of, oh, remember, we're going to get one toy. Remember, we're going to get one toy. Where is Johnny's one toy? Oh, this is Johnny's one toy. All right, let's go check out. You have to keep reiterating and repeating yourself through this experience. Now, sometimes even when you have spoken with children prior to going into the store, for example, they would still throw a fit because they they didn't realize that they would see another toy that they really wanted and one toy would not be enough and they really want the second toy. So what do you keep doing? You keep reiterating even in that moment. While they're at that point, say they're at 100 because they want the second toy or they're at 100 because you forgot to let them know what was coming and you're rushing and next thing they want all the toys there. What do you do? You acknowledge. You acknowledge their feelings. You acknowledge what they want. Johnny, I know you want the second toy. I know you really like this toy. We're not going to get it today. Maybe next time we can get the second toy. But for today, we can only have one toy. So pick 
which one do you want? So you are acknowledging that Johnny really wants a second toy. Whether he can have it or not, that's not the point. The point is you are acknowledging what he wants. Then you are offering a solution. You're giving him a chance to choose. Now, he sees both toys and then he picks what he really wants. Yes, he wants both of them, but he picks what he really wants. And him making that decision and choosing gives him a sense of independence, gives him that autonomy that I picked what I want and this is mine. And that usually helps and brings down every frustration and reduces the the tantrum in that moment, de-escalates it. So acknowledging his feelings and offering options where he can make a choice and express his autonomy. Children at this age, especially two, are realizing that they're their own person and they're egocentric. So it's all about them and what they want and And now they can pick things and they can eat and they can climb chairs and they can clap and they can make sounds and make words and, you know, express themselves. So they're really learning their their sense of independence. So you want to help foster that. Yes, you are in control by guiding them with the choices, but ultimately they are the ones picking the choices and that usually helps de-escalate. So that's it. Recapping. Firstly, prepare your child for an activity that you're about to do. An activity that you know that might lead to tantrums. It's not just going into the store. It could be even watching TV. You know that your child loves to watch TV and there's a time limit for moving out of that activity. You let them know we're going to watch TV for 15 minutes. For 30 minutes after that, we're going to take a shower. You let them know. And once it's time, you remind them a few minutes before time, say five minutes. In five minutes, we're going to go take a shower. You remind them. You reiterate. You prepare them for what is to come. So that's the first key thing, preparing your child. Secondly, offering options. At least two options. Personally, I think two Two is best. When you have more options, it can be confusing for the child. So giving two options is a good way to have them just pick one and keep it going. Thank you for staying tuned. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. If you know someone who needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.